0: Well, well, Chandler, I stand before you today like Icarus, having flown so close to the sun. I have so much to tell you about my weekend. I mean, if your Instagram stories are any clue about your weekend, I cannot wait to actually hear what happened because I was shook. Okay. Well, first of all, this is a very, very brief story, FYI. And everyone, today's episode is our interview with Kate Casey, our discussion, our deep dive chat on the Love Has One docuseries on HBO. It's such a good conversation. So just a quick prologue to this tale. This is going to be quick and we're going to get to our chat with Kate Casey, which I highly, highly recommend. Even if you haven't watched the docuseries, if you don't mind spoilers, I feel like this conversation, I was listening back. It's so funny. Kate is so talented. We get into everything about the docuseries, about Mother God. We talk about Sister Wives, quick debrief on that. We get her thoughts on Gary the Golden Bachelor. It's such a hilarious episode. So I'm so excited for everyone to listen to it. But I told Chandler, I'm like, you have to hop on. I need to debrief with you about my weekend. So anyway, I'll get to the punchline. So Chandler, on Saturday... I'm sorry. On Sunday in St. Bart's, I was partying at a beach called, called Logger Reed. Okay. Okay. And I want you to know that the only reason we were there is because we could not get a reservation at Nikki beach. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm a saint. I don't know anything about St. Bart's. So I know you're dropping names and I'm just, I'm com- a complete novice. Okay. You, you so are. Don't worry. You'll get where I'm going soon. So Chandler on the next night, We had a reservation at a restaurant called Petite Plage, but they emailed us, Chandler, and they said the restaurant is now closed on this day. And basically, like a week before we got there, they said, you know, screw you. You can't come. Okay. Okay. So whatever. We can't get into Nikki Beach. Petite Plage cancels on us. Whatever. Um, Do you don't want to know why, Chandler? Why? Because... Mrs. Jeff Bezos was celebrating her birthday a mere (gasps) steps away from me the entire weekend. Are you kidding me? He rented out the entire restaurant of Petit Plage, Nikki Beach. They were there as well. Laguerre was, it's like 10 steps. I walked by the the club twice just on the beach because I wanted to compare the parties and literally they were inside and I didn't see them. Are you serious? You did not? You I did. did not. I did not see them. I didn't know oh, until we saw it on gosh. Twitter the next day. <gasps> Are you kidding? Was she we- wearing that red dress? Was she that was at, she- That's the red dress. She, that was the, re- she was at the restaurant oh, we got kicked out of. My, but- oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. I was oh, up gosh. the street from her when she was in that red dress. How crazy is that? If only she knew that her, you know, two biggest journalists, if only she knew that two journalists by the name of pop apologists, you know, covering her from the the moment she stepped on the scene, like, we're just, we're right there. uh, She's still my phone screensaver. Like, I cannot even begin to describe to you how disturbed I am. I was Icarus. I flew so close to the sun. I'm so shocked the flesh didn't melt off my bones this weekend. I mean, I feel sick. So, I I am ill. I'm so ill. I was literally right there. So I just had to tell you that. <laughs> Where did you see helicopters flying? Did you did you see the yacht? Yeah, we saw a huge. Some actually, it wasn't we. I just heard about them. They saw, They said they saw a huge yacht. So it was Jeff Bezos' yacht. Also, by the oh way, he was my gosh. He, Jeff Bezos and Sam Altman were. I guess at a table together. He's the founder of uh ChatGPT or like I, OpenAI or whatever. Yeah. He's wow. a very smart tech the, person right now. Yeah. Isn't he the guy who like got like kicked out and then everyone was like wanting him to come back exactly exactly they were yeah they were I guess in a corner table at Nikki Beach um which you know, is, which is hilarious actually, too because I sent like a hundred emails trying to get in because you're like Nikki Beach is the spot to be at on Sundays so I sent a bunch of emails trying to get in and every time they're like no 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 and now I know why wow uh I'm actually glad that you did not encounter them because just seeing the Dumbledore cloak <laughs> dance you did if you've been anywhere near them like we would have forever lost our shot of meeting Mrs. Lauren Swan Sanchez. <laughs> no, children. If if I had met them, if I had been in the same room as them, I would be in jail right now. I'd have a restraining order against me yeah. from her. I would be re- I would be behind bars for the rest of my life because I would have gone so psychotic and melted <gasps> down so severely. Okay. I just thought of a tattoo we should get, the two of us. Why? What? what? Alive girls. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. That'd kind of sweet. I honestly would have started screaming a live girl when I saw her. That's, that's honestly the truth. I wouldn't have been able to have contained myself. And then that would have been quite rude. Um, so thank goodness God was watching and he knew that it was not going to be good for me to be in the same room as them. Wow. Okay, That's insane. And that's a really good story. Thank you for, wow. You really did. Like you didn't send me any smoke signals. I had no clue. No, I've been dying to post on Instagram stories about it. I've been dying to share this with the pop apostles. Um, Oh, my gosh. You guys, St. Bart's, it always slaps. But you know what's going to slap even more than my trip? Okay? This episode with Kate Casey. She's hilarious. It's so funny. Please enjoy. Everyone, we love you guys. Have a wonderful week. Hope you're having a great holiday season. Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. Love you guys. Happy holidays. Enjoy. Uh,
1: mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com.
0: Well, 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 we are back with another super exciting episode of Pop Apologist. I'm already making Kate laugh hysterically. I'm so excited. We are joined by Kate Casey, host of Reality Life with Kate Casey podcast.
2: I saw you have like 8,000 reviews, something crazy. Uh, like 6,000, but I want more. It is so impressive. So Kate, oh, and you. how
0: many episodes do you do a week? Six. Oh my gosh. I'm I'm sick ill.
2: I'm up to episode eight fifty six is my Saturday episode. Eight fifty six.
0: I am physically ill even considering (laughs) that sort of recording schedule and publishing schedule.
2: It's a little wild. It's
0: not gonna lie. Super impressive because coming up with that much content and things to talk about with you have five children, right?
2: Yeah, but I mean, I want you to think about it this way. Okay. You probably consume a lot of content anyway. Like if I were to text sure. you and go, oh my God, watch this doc tonight, you would do it. So like sometimes That's I get, true. it's like mildly annoying when I meet somebody and they went, wait, like, how do you have time to watch all these? And I'm like, this is my job. <laughs> yeah, you go right, to an accounting right, right. office, I get to watch shows. And you know what? Right. I created this job. It didn't exist yeah. and I created it.
0: Yeah, it's it's a huge accomplishment. And I I actually really want to, before we dive into the main content today, because we're going to talk about Love Has Won, the new docu-series on HBO. Yes. Um, but before we do that, I just want to walk down Pop apologists and Kate Casey memory lane. Because <laughs> Kate, you were one of the first people ever to help us out at all. So you brought us on your show and we were like, I mean, we were such mini baby podcasters still, but when we were truly infants... You were so nice. You invited us on (laughs) when we were complete and total nobodies, even more so than right now. I mean, I just remember Lauren being like, don't fuck this up. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We had barely guessed it on. I don't I don't even know if we'd guessed on anyone else's podcast before that was like, you know, notable or anything. And I think we like we had a full pep talk before going on.
2: Oh, my God. That's so weird and funny (laughs) because I don't think of you that way at all.
0: It was so funny because I remember you had us on to talk about Seeking Sister Wives. And I was just so militant with Chandler. And I'm like, we have to watch every <laughs> season of Seeking Sister Wives. Oh. And it was like in three days. So I made us watch all these so seasons. Absolutely, one of the worst shows ever. <laughs> Uh, it, was it was horrible. so. I fun. mean, what? I was on like an eight-hour flight, and I remember I watched Seeking Sister Wives for my. In- I couldn't fall asleep on my flight oh my because I had god. to watch Seeking
2: Sister you Wives, watch it. which is so funny knowing me because you know I'm like so good on the fly. I'm like, oh yeah, oh, you know. just watch it and just figure it out, and then we'll talk.
0: <laughs> I just was ready for our big break, and so thank you for giving it to us. Oh
2: god, um, now I feel terrible. Did I not give you a big break?
0: No, you know. did. I just, okay. I just did. was so over the top enthusiastic. And I just look oh, back kind of hilariously at that. Cause I probably now, if someone asked me to come on and talk about a show, I feel like I would be like, Oh yeah. Which episodes should I brief with? Oh, I, I have, if it was supposed to you talk about know. a show for, right. I
2: didn't know. So it's just like, we got to be prepped on all of this. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I feel terrible, but I'm laughing at the same time. But yeah, I no, I mean, that feels like millions of years ago. Doesn't I know. It? I know. It is
0: millions of years ago. We are we're coming up on
2: almost four years. How long has yeah? It been and the for first you? couple episodes, I never saw your faces because you would never. I never saw the video of you.
0: Yeah, we we're getting on the YouTube game. Apparently, mm-hmm. it's very important. Are you on the YouTube game? No, no, I'm not. No, you're not. No. Okay, we have our new producer Scott, who you con- connected us mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. and
2: he's got he's us on YouTube. You mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I salute it. Um, I think that that's another headache that I'd have to deal with. Well, here's the tricky thing with me is a lot of my guests are not talent. So they don't always want to be on film. Mm -hmm. And for the sake of like wanting the interview, I'm not going to, you know, you need to be in full hair and makeup. They're like, what? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah, no. also, I feel like the people that listen to my show enjoy this intimate audio experience and while i know that there's a whole new audience that could find me if i was on youtube it's like this i'm calculating it's like bandwidth multiplied by yeah guests that are willing to do an interview quickly versus having needing time to do hair and makeup divided by the micro edits that <laughs> i already do right equal to to the power of whatever like it it, it I, i'm not there yet no absolutely
0: also being on camera five days a week would be
2: crazy. Do Mm -hmm. you
0: ever struggle? Now we're kind of getting a little bit off topic, but do you ever struggle with having non-podcast hosts
2: on all the time? Oh, sure. All the time. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the people that I interview, I mean, some are talent that are featured in shows or documentaries and they're a little bit more media trained, but you know, directors and producers, they're not always like charismatic.
0: Right, But then again, then, yeah. I go
2: back to like the interviews that I'm doing can be sometimes very cerebral. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that the audience, which I think are, my audience is extremely smart, mm-hmm. they don't they're not really caught up in like, how hot is this producer?
0: They're right. kind of
2: caught up in, I am fascinated by this story. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think that the audio experience allows you to be a little bit more invested in a story. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if there's a visual, you get caught up in like how things look. And I like to think somebody – a lot of people will say, I listen to you before I go to bed, which is like shocking. Or in the car. Those are places where you want to tune everybody out and just get Mm -hmm. sucked into a story. Yeah, And so I feel like maybe – and Danny Pellegrino and I talked about this on my show too. Is um, Maybe we're just like – we were early adopters, so we're still – We still have this romanticism that this like there's this intimate audio experience with the the audience. Yeah,
0: Yeah, for sure. Maybe we're
2: wrong. Maybe we're gonna
0: no. I mean, weed
2: it out in a hot minute. But
0: I think Chandler and I recorded an audio only episode last week. There was an increased on some level. The energy was a little bit more intimate and less. Yeah, there was no concern over how we looked, obviously, and it really was like calling your best friend you know mm-hmm. at it's a slumber like an, party
2: an, essentially or in I always say to guests I want you to feel like this is an like a, we're at the at the end of a dinner table at a dinner party and we're just having this most right. incredible conversation i think you tend to get better bookings when you when you give that option mm-hmm. you know it's just audio so that's kind of a, a difficult thing yeah i don't know there are lots of people that listen to podcasts just by watching on youtube so there is a huge huge audience. Also, you guys are very pretty and that helps oh, you a lot. Nice. If you look like trolls, maybe that would be harder, <laughs> but you don't. So there you go. I'm just struggling with
0: the idea that there are hours of footage of me, like picking my nose or whatever, while I'm on camera, like recording with Lauren. That yes. I, just, I cannot fathom that that is like, will be out in the ether until the end of time. Have you and ever I know had people from high it.
2: school go, oh my God, I totally saw you guys uh, on YouTube. And I remember you from algebra.
0: Not yet. Unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately, with our (laughs) 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, it hasn't hit our hometown (laughs) quite yet. It
2: will. It will. Oh my gosh. Okay, well,
0: today we are here to discuss not me, Chandler, or you, Kate. We're here to discuss Mother God, okay?
2: Oh, yeah. Who births Mm -hmm.
0: potentially all creation, otherwise known as Amy Carlson, her terrestrial name. Mm -hmm. There's a hilarious little recap by variety.com of this entire saga. So I'm going to read it really quick for anyone who's not familiar. And then also a little spoiler alert. We are going to be discussing the docuseries in full. So if you have not watched, you might want to watch before listening. Okay, so according to variety.com, how does a McDonald's manager with three young children end up becoming a cult leader who believes she has birthed the entire human race, been reincarnated as Jesus, Joan of Arc, and Marilyn Monroe? and is spiritually connected to the late actor robin williams this series which is st- currently streaming on max begins with colorado police discovering a mummified body lying in an enshrined queen-size bed wrapped in a sleeping bag decorated with christmas lights as the mm-hmm. police officer's body cam gets closer to the bed his flashlights reveal that the corpse's face is not only severely gaunt but also distinctly blue with glitter around the eye sockets Eventually, the body is identified as Amy Carlson, former leader of the cult Love Has Won. Autopsy reports would later conclude that Carlson died of alcohol abuse, anorexia, and chronic ingestion of colloidal silver at the age of 45. So how did this all begin? 14 years earlier, in 2007, Carlson had left her humble life in Kansas for a man in Colorado who had convinced her that she possessed otherworldly powers. Soon, Carlson would be known as Mother God, the leader of the cult Love Has Won. A 19-billion-year-old deity, Carlson claimed that she could cure cancer while also drinking herself into oblivion every night. How is this
2: possible? It's possible with drugs. (laughs) The first guy that she meets that calls her divine looks like Santa Claus on meth, okay? I literally have Santa Claus strung out in my notes. (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, sweet. He is like missing teeth. She was once very pretty and then she just kind of nosedives. She went into like the meth makeover program. (laughs) She she
0: really went hard with her meth meth makeover and the outcome was was really not good. I mean, it's actually shocking when they flash back to photos of her when she was healthier because she was quite vibrant and quite pretty.
2: Well, by the way, I think that's why people care about this story.
0: Oh, really? Mm -hmm.
2: I think people would not give two shits about this person if she had started out like ugly but she was very pretty like a young like Reese Witherspoon adjacent mm-hmm. you know kind of girl and that's why people care because it's like confounding how could someone who was that pretty turn into that but then you scratch the surface and you're like okay but she was always a loser right yeah like yeah someone can be perceived as this like beautiful but then you know, it, uh, with the work of a little um, predated Photoshop, you know, somebody could look like pretty glamorous. She was mm-hmm. always kind of like a whack job. Her mom and her sister in the doc are like, yeah, we don't know. She, she's not really from us, if you know what I'm saying. And we've all had relatives like that where yeah. they, they look a little bit normal, but then you scratch a surface and you're like, no, they're bananas.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was once asked at a family event if I had <laughs> also encountered Satan in broad daylight, and I'll just leave it
2: there. <laughs> but I feel like
0: that tracks for your state.
2: <laughs> yes. That sounds about normal. It does. That's, that's true. Oh my gosh Wait,
0: I uh, just want to say yeah. really quick on the on the state of like her, you know, being so gorgeous and then kind of having a rapid decline looks wise. Just to be totally frank, you know, God well, bless. RIP. Drugs mm-hmm. and also just honestly heavy, heavy drinking.
2: Like nothing ages you faster than this crazy drinking. And let us not forget, I think this is an important point too, the anorexia, that Mm -hmm. was really something that she battled with for a very long time. And now Mm -hmm. one could believe it probably began because she was an assault survivor. To the degree, we don't know, and we don't know if it was only physical, if it was sexual too, but there was clearly abuse in the home that she lived in with her father and stepmother. It mm-hmm, sounds right. like at the hands of mostly her stepmother, but that really seems to be the first place where uh, the, the anorexia pops up. And we yeah. can't, we can't underscore how long-term anorexia can affect one's body. Now, yeah. I'd also like to point out the colloidal silver bananas. Okay. Not the first time I've heard of people taking colloidal silver. You know that I live in Southern California. You guys are very familiar with Southern <laughs> California. There are a bunch of, banana people here who I have seen Facebook groups for years and years who really believed that colloidal silver was of great benefit to them that predated COVID really predate. It was like, Oh, it's really good for your immune system. And at the time I thought, well, this is stupid. And I asked my mom at the, you know, she was a nurse. Why would people take colloidal silver? And she said, oh, there's a segment of people that actually believe it's going to help with your immune system. But it's basically silver that you would get in jewelry floating in liquid. So it just shows you that if there's like a group of people can be quite convincing. They convinced one another with the the help of the Internet in like social media groups,
1: YouTube, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. websites,
2: email newsletters, that this was of great benefit to you. So anorexia, colloidal silver, and then the alcohol, and then the drug use for years and years and years. I'm sure by the time she died, it was because she had gone into complete organ failure. Yeah. No, oh, I mean- my mom, my mom also wondered, because she, I made her watch an episode when she was visiting. She said the way that her skin looked, she mm-hmm. thought maybe she had like syphilis that was untreated.
0: Ooh. Oh, interesting. Because of the, mm-hmm. like the boils towards yes. the end.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I, yeah. And, and wow. remember, she had been with quite a few partners. Okay.
0: slut oh, shame, mother god. And those
2: partners <laughs> probably weren't the safest. I mean, the, the, the compound didn't seem like you know uh, people that were really uh, very conscious about hygiene and um, yeah. respect for one no. uh, another, another person's hygiene as well. I don't know. I think that she just sort of let go of all things.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll just say I love that one reporter from Crestone who was like, no bullshit woman, who was mm-hmm. like, she liked a pretty face. <laughs> mm-hmm. As her mother god status seemed to increase and she seemed to get more followers, she seemed to get more attractive father gods by
2: her side. Yes, progressively. Yeah. She, she Yeah, she, uh, she powered up. But then <laughs> it, I was it's notable that the one guy... He's like, I mean, I wasn't that into her. And let's be honest, like I did all the work. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought that's so fascinating because I have, as you know, covered so, so many cults. She's interesting because she's a female cult leader and there have mm-hmm. been very few. Um, but that just shows you the power of the cult leader is that they yeah. can convince mm-hmm. people that all their needs need to be met.
0: Okay. Did you see the text message that Kagan sent me that I posted on Instagram? About Clean Simple Eats? He said, SOS, we are out of the chocolate flavor of Clean Simple Eats, which by the way, I really didn't know that we could get it for free. So I've been paying full price and just ordering because I literally am a paying customer of this company. Clean Simple yeah, Eats, everyone, is the purveyor of the best protein powder on the planet. And- can we just say, we've had some people get converted to the religion of Clean Symbol Eats, and they have messaged us saying, you were right. It is so delicious. It will make milk taste like chocolate milk. If you get the brownie batter, or, you know, I love to put oh. the vanilla in a fruit smoothie. You just, you can't go wrong. You can't mess it up either, I would say. You- it is so good. Someone texts me. They're like, does it have a weird aftertaste? I'm like, no, this is this Clean is- Simple Eats. It tastes like melted ice cream, just mixed in cold water. And it's made from clean, grass-fed, perfect ingredients. Mm-hmm. What yeah. more do you people want? What more do you want? This world? What more do you want? Yeah, I don't know. Clean everyone. Go try the vanilla, try the chocolate. Use our code Apologist for 10% off. We love the sponsor. I'll be drinking Clean Simple Eats on my deathbed. I hope so. Chandler brought some key moments from the first part of the docu series. Do you have any okay. for us? Dear sister, I mean I, I mean, we covered off on the fact that the father gods just kept getting hotter and hotter, which I think is very impressive. I think the other thing that's really interesting about the mother god complex, if you will, it was what they sold, how they how they made so much money or not so much money, but how they made any money. And mm. you know, they were selling obviously the colloidal silver, pre COVID. And then during COVID when people really thought it could help with, you know, COVID or I think that's where the bulk of it came.
2: I think that they they leaned into hysteria during COVID and, and made people believe like, don't get vaccinated. Don't take actual medicine. Colloidal silver is the, is the way to go. I also think that they preyed on people who already had these fantasies of the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And I think people who watched her were you know there's there are two segments of the population there's there are the ones that believe her the uh, po- population watching i should say the youtubes that believe her and they're probably drug addicts they're probably like taken by the videos and they're kind of in their own delirium but i think there are also people that kind of like were hate watching, like fascinated mm-hmm. watching. Mm. And I don't think they were necessarily sending her money. I think the other group of people were sending her yeah. money. But I think, so she's drunk with this idea of like, literally drunk with this idea, like I'm so powerful and people are watching me. Right. I think there were a lot of people that were watching like, okay, what's the update? Like, mean, Her own relatives said that. Her sister yeah. said, I would check in, I would watch the lives to see what was mm-hmm. going on. So I feel like I've been talking a lot about this in terms of reality TV lately and how people that are famous or well known, there's power and there's perceived power. And most of them have this perceived power because of like social media that gives people perceived power. Or like they really can't do anything, they can't make big decisions, move things like, but this is an example of perceived power. She sees that people watching. She sees yeah. the social media, and she's this idea that she's this really powerful person. Where I think yeah. half of the people were like, "Oh my god, you got to watch this! She's totally insane!" Like, look, yeah. her face is de- like, I mean, like collapsing.
0: These like six AM live streams. I mean, just the around the clock live streaming that they talk about throughout the documentary that all of the mm-hmm. cult members were a part of. I just, I don't even understand what they were t- like. Obviously, they're just saying gobble of the gook, like you know, word salad all day
2: long. Word salad. Yeah, but
0: somehow like people some people are tuning in and like they're just able to like spew this stuff all day long i mean they, they needed to go to cafes to just be on live streams 24 7 i just i it makes mm-hmm. no sense to me
2: but but they're then they're vaping and then they get like, high <laughs> out in the car they're people that are just like lost souls already probably lost yeah and um you know they're they're like they don't have any skill set that can actually like get them a real job and so then they're preying on people who, you know, are, are, are at home. And a lot of people were at home because of COVID mm-hmm. and then they, you know, it's the same kind of mindset of like people who would watch televangelists and the ev- televangelists like, well, you got to send us money to keep this train going. Right. And they would send them money. So it's the same kind of thing except what was his name? Tammy Faye Baker's husband, Jim Baker, oh, Jim yeah. Baker versus, Mother God, two different things, but there's a lot there's a lot of similarities there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You never find someone who's doing well, successful in life, things are, you know, going along swimmingly, who then most of the time who joins a cult like this and moves to Oregon and is ends up, you know, being in a home with a dead body. It's generally people who are disenfranchised from society mm-hmm. who are want to escape their reality. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's an interesting Just an interesting note that a lot of these people, like you said, they were lost souls and they were honestly probably unhappy in their lives and looking for a reason to fully check out. I mean, I think that's potentially what Mother God herself did. She was a McDonald's manager.
2: I think a lot of people like looked they call themselves life coaches. And then imagine (laughs) like calling Amy Carlson slash Mother God like, yeah. Like I'm really frustrated in my relationship and I don't like my boss at the, like the real estate company. And you're asking this nutbag for some advice. <laughs> the Oracle. Those are the people that <laughs> consider themselves life coaches. And then they no. go out on social media and you're like, why would I ask her? Then, then like, if you actually know people marketing themselves as life coaches, like you went to high school with them or something, you're like, that is literally the craziest <laughs> person. They right. should not give anybody advice. But like she's like vaping, she's smoking, she's like taking pills, I'm sure, drunk. And she's just on a beach. She can't move her legs. And she's just like like looking out at the sun. And then people are searching for answers to life. They come across this video and they're like, you know what? I like what she's bringing to the table. (laughs) And you're like, your table? Like what? Yeah, crazy. I
0: found it to be so visually off-putting and honestly hard to watch. Like there are scenes that are 4K high resolution of (laughs) her almost near the end of her life in an inflatable blow up tub like in Hawaii. Her skin's so blue. She's basically Mm -hmm. almost nude. And it, it really is just it's honestly disturbing to see visually. So I am perplexed, too, that there are people seeing this and thinking,
2: this is who I should well, follow. That, well, that's what it's, What, what the, the most interesting part to me was the juxtaposition of young people, including the woman who has young children, who's brought right. them to this compound. Yes. The juxtaposition of them really believing so deeply that she somehow has the answers that she's leading them and the others mm-hmm. in the inner, what, what is it? The feder, intergalactic, intergalactic federation of light That she's going to take them to the promised land. Right. Juxtaposition with her, mother and her sister who are like yeah she's been a loser for a long time (laughs) and those two different worlds that she think like they act like she travels with a light beam coming down to her Mm -hmm. and then uh, the mother and the sister are like yeah like she split years ago and she left her kids behind she's a horrible person she's there's a very erica jane quality to her like Mm. i don't need these kids like i'm bigger Mm. than this like i got big dreams and then her dream is to like Dying, a sleeping bag covered with like Christmas lights and glitter. By the way, notable. I interviewed the direct or the, uh, the the reporter who really was one of the first people that covered the story, and I asked her about the eye because the reports are that the eyeballs were missing. Mm-hmm. She said yes. because they had already decomposed. Oh, Ugh. do eyeballs That's
0: how long. That That's oh, how long? I think weeks.
2: it was. I think it was longer.
0: Okay. Do you want to hear really? something crazy? Mm-hmm. Oh, you think it was longer that she died early? I think it was
2: longer. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. I read an interview with the filmmaker and she said that she didn't want to put in things about the smell because she found that there was only one quote about the smell. And that was Father God saying that after she had ascended
2: to the other dimension, to the fifth dimension. Okay. And you say that like, like it's normal. <laughs> yeah. After she ascended to the dimension in the in, the, in the tunnel of light. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: 3D. When the soul had left the body, he said after that and especially on the car rides, because they brought her across several states, he said that you could smell God everywhere. And the filmmaker said that she found this to be a little disrespectful to keep in the film. I would have ate that detail up if I I, yeah, no, I
2: think it. that's important because it's a question everybody asks. Like they're bringing the body everywhere and they're staying at hotels.
0: Oh, and the father and now is one, sleeping with the body in the In the in tent. The tent?
2: No one no one notices the smell. I, I found that to be very odd. Um, I, I also wish that they would have talked about how traumatic that must have been for those children.
0: Yes. Right, there were kids right. that were there. I mean, they were charged and that's with criminal. child like,
2: abuse. And, they, and then the charges are dropped. Why? Mm-hmm. That woman, their mother, deserves to serve some time.
0: To be honest, she se- seemed like the most lost soul of all the lost souls. The The mother. The mother. Yeah. yeah I would, don't know I mean, what yeah, was going
2: yeah. on for you so to like the, bring those kids. And now when she walks into the cabin and she sees everybody's sort of like high, right. I'm like, oh my God, glad you're here. No school for the children. They They're don't like have adequate around. food. They're all, like I said, on drugs. Like, isn't that when you put the kids back in the car and you go, we're going to go back to uh, like Disneyland because yeah. turns out this place isn't working for us.
0: No, she well, stayed. You could see the height of this woman's delusion because the director is asking or the whoever is interviewing is asking her, you know, about her kids. And she just says when she first got there after they moved to Oregon, I believe her mom came and got the kids and she goes, I just didn't know, I, you know, it would be for years. She picked them up and I didn't know it would be for years. And then she starts like getting so worked up and emotional because she was so honored to have been able to spend those next years with Amy Carlson, a.k.a. Mother God. It's just insane.
2: And then you realize, especially, uh, like I said, interviewing so many people over the years who've been in cults, is that there's a period of awakening where it like, all comes kind of like, it's very clear to them how they have been swayed into doing things and how they've lost themselves. That moment of awakening where she realizes she subjected her children to that is going to be very painful.
0: And the the majority of the people who are interviewed within the documentary still speak in such believing. a positive way about their whole experience and are still believing or mm-hmm. and carrying on their own mother God S journey. like, like hope mm-hmm. and Aurora or like oracles. i feel like crazy saying these words, but <laughs> like mm-hmm. father, mm-hmm. the two father gods are like hanging out together in like Hawaii or, so, or somewhere.
2: I swear something about Hawaii, no disrespect to the state, but it's like people go there and then they lose their marbles. Like if you go into Hawaii and you already think like, you have the ability to somehow build a cult or a group, if you will, that turns into a cult. Mm. Like once they get to Hawaii and they like go for a swim in the water and they walk on the beaches, they're like, yeah, this sounds right. This seems right. Like I would like to know the percentage of the population of the state of Hawaii that believe themselves to be leaders of a spiritual movement.
0: Well, okay. Here's the part where I did find it to be very interesting. They get to Hawaii and... Everything is fine at first, but then you know Amy Carlson on the live stream, Mother God. She says, "I am the goddess Pele, the goddess of fire and volcanoes," and the Hawaiians are
2: so like hold or, they up. are
0: extremely angry over this. And the Hawaiians mm-hmm. are like, "How dare you yeah. claim well, to be the goddess an- Pele?"
2: Ancestry and traditions and rituals are much richer in that state. I say yeah. this as my husband's family are Hawaiian Portuguese it's very sacred there. So my point is there are so many people that are outsiders that come there and think, mm. Oh, I belong here. Like, right. oh, interesting. And yeah. the Hawaiians are like, get out. Right. You are, right, 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 they, right. They're they unwilling to put up with it in a way that people in other states, God bless, like Utah, yeah, California, <laughs> where people perceive themselves to be religious leaders of spiritual movements. God yeah. bless the people of Hawaii are like, get out. I just think it's like the juxtaposition again of Hawaiians going get out and the cultish leaders who are like that's the promised land. It's like get out. I found it to be so
0: disturbing when after she's dead they proceeded to like care for her body still and like massage her body and if you saw the journal they were they were pouring water and more colloidal silver into her every 10 minutes.
2: Yeah. They're like, where, like, what, where did they come up with these cockamini things? <laughs> they don't know. Like they literally it's like a dead body and like, oh, just give her some more. Like, what did she tell them to do that? Like once I die, is it the two girls that are starting the life coaching business? Like, or it th- was that their idea?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know whose idea it was, but it was interesting because they, the one of those girls, I think it's Aurora. She said that at one point Mother God asked to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But she she said that, you know, then at that point the Galactics and oh, right. Robin the William Galactics. came the Galactics, yeah. Robin William mm-hmm. and Germaine, Saint Germain came Saint to her Germaine. and said no okay. that right. she could not go to the 3D hospital.
2: I, I thought about that moment too and I, I wondered if in the quiet of her mind she thought, oh fuck. <laughs> Damn, they really believed everything. She's like, I just want to get a McDonald's Happy Meal, and they're <laughs> like, No, you need colloidal silver. And she's like, Shit.
0: Robin says no. Robin says you have to be 103 pounds before the starship can pick you up.
2: <laughs> I wish that in death she could communicate to me through the intergalactic federation of light why she chose Robin Williams. Yes,
0: yes it, Robin Williams. It's such Robin a good Williams artist. is for like,
2: Why are you talking? Like, get me out of this thing. Like, what? <laughs>
0: Also, the whole smattering of the Galactics—like they—they flash one image. It's like this collage of people, and like yes, I love you. The got collage. Robin Williams and Saint. I kind of want to make mm. it my phone background, to be honest. I, I feel like it would protect <laughs> me. <laughs> you have like Robin Williams, Saint Germain, who I actually have no idea who Saint Germain is, and then it's like it just then becomes like a Saint Germain mismatch. like smash, like the
2: elderflower liqueur that's delicious in a I summer drink.
0: No, I not that Saint Germain. Like I think it's like a like a saint, like a Catholic saint.
2: Okay, we gotta look this up.
0: Yeah. But then there's also like Steve Irwin, Marilyn Monroe, and, and if you'll remember, <laughs> Steve the, I Irwin? love the,
2: the guy <laughs> like, who was Steve like, Irwin's. Like, why are you getting me in this? Business? Literally,
0: I didn't. I didn't ask to be a part of this. But when the, when the one guy goes, you know, there were times where she looked like Marilyn Monroe or hotter,
2: because she also <laughs> told them she was Marilyn Monroe. In past yes. Life. Elvis was her son as well. I mean, <laughs> it is really interesting what you can convince uh, people that are high about. Yeah, it's literally. True. It's and true. then they um, would throw in a living Donald Trump. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Everybody's dead, but he's alive. But he can hang out with the Federation of Light. Like, what? By the way, let let this be a gift to the world. You guys need some merch that says Inter Intergalactic Federation of Light. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We need that. But I'd, be- I'd we- I would wear the shit out of that sweatshirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's worth talking about the darker side of. I mean, honestly, the whole cult is dark and nefarious, but. When the tide would turn and mother God would be so <laughs> angry because she'd her been chicken carrying, parmesan. She'd been, she, well, well, yeah, I was just, she got meatballs all day. She'd been beaming up all that bad energy from the earth. You know, she'd taken that upon herself, <laughs> right. like Jesus. God bless. And so right. she was just so spent at the end of the day that, you know, she would be very, you know, rude and she would start screaming. And like, there's this scene where she's like, my vision was chicken parmesan. <laughs> she's so father. God is pissed off on her behalf. When they show like the the live streams where she's just screaming in the background, like that's another part where the record scratched for me where I'm like, why are these people so willingly like living in this cabin where right. they have to like sleep at her feet in a sleeping bag? I don't know.
2: I don't get well, it. Well, She seemed to me like a mom trying to like corral the kids before like drop off at school. I yes. Mean, it wasn't that bad. So maybe they were like, all right, well, she's fired up about like the end of the world and the galactics. I don't know. It wasn't that bad compared to other cult leaders. But I yeah. I yeah, to your point, I think that they had convinced themselves, all of them collectively, that a lot of her behaviors were a result of the dimension wanting her. Mm-hmm. Like right. she's like she's fighting to stay with us because she loves us so much. But yeah. the, dimen- the fifth dimension re- is pulling her and she's sort of torn because she's still of this world. Like I mm-hmm. think they, they convinced that. Somebody said to me recently that the danger, most dangerous thing about cults is that they come up with these ideas and then when it doesn't follow through, like the end of the world is July 18th, for example, and then July 18th comes and people go, "Uh, hello, idiots, mm-hmm. thought it was the end of the world. Then they just shift it. They're like, oh, it's right, a spiritual right. end of the world, not right. like a physical end of the world. Or you know what? They, I spoke to the Federation and they actually moved it to like <laughs> August 4th. <laughs> they con- it's like they shift constantly.
1: It yeah, doesn't make sense to us. Target.
2: So if she's acting out and she's yelling at them, they're like, "Oh, it's it's the Galactics, right?" they just speaking no, through no, her. It's, it's, say, it's Robin, right?
0: They would always say that um, that she was at a certain like. The, I remember at one point she said that she was at a level eight hundred pain with the Galactics and Robin Williams, oh, and that okay. humanity was still <laughs> humanity was still not getting it. Okay. (laughs) See, I feel like
2: I go places and crazy people like me. They find me because I will listen to them and I have an ability to like not show, like I got a poker face and I'm like egging them on. So I feel like if I sat down with mother God and she was like, well, you know, I got a message from Joan of Arc and she said that the fifth dimension is calling. I'd be like, okay, well, that must be really hard for you. That must be really hard for you. (laughs) So how do you handle that? The stress of like the dimension calling for you. And then you've got this whole YouTube going on. Like, like how does that work out? And then she'd be like, well, because of the circulation of the transient perpetual state of like galacticness, like, you know, they just kind of go on and on. So I think that that's the kind of the space they were all living in this vortex where it was people like my evil self who just sit and would talk to her for hours and she would just get more and more insane.
0: Well, one thing that was, I thought was super interesting speaking to that is the way that some people would ask her sincerely those questions, right? And really did believe. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is the filmmaker said that when she showed the film to Aurora, to the followers, that they said, thank you so much for telling the truth. So okay. when they, yeah. is wow. that wild?
2: Yeah, it's, but it's believable. Yeah. What was the name of the lady? Uh, Lori Vallow.
0: Chad Daybell's
2: kids support their dad. Oh, for real? Yeah. They're like, oh, no, no. Like, he had no part in, like, the death of our mother. And you're like, ooh, do you live on planet Earth? I think it's very easy. This just speaks to the fragility of the mind
1: Mm. where
2: you've invested time into someone The idea of believing, coming to believe that they may have been fraudulent, they may have conned you, they may have dishonest, is so painful Mm -hmm. and so something that people don't want to accept that they'll just go along with it,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Confronting because essentially,
2: like Sarah Edmondson from who had been in Nexium said that to me one time, that like basically for those that are still in Nexium to accept their awakening they would have to admit all of those years were wasted. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people will just stay in because that's less painful than having to walk away and go, you know what, you're right. I can't take back the last six years of my life.
0: Yeah, confront the reality that you, like that woman did abandon her kids. And you can understand why they are still oracles on YouTube and they cling to Mother God still. And they talk about her like she's still alive. So they are still Mm -hmm. at it full time. Um, Yeah, talking about her. She's
2: like in heaven smoking a cigarette and she's like, these dodo birds. (laughs) They still believe the nonsense that I said?
0: What do you think? Okay, so I listened to your interview with Jane Borden who wrote for Vanity Fair about Mm -hmm. Love Has Won and she said something very interesting. She said that Archangel Michael, that he could have potentially been actually the puppet pulling the strings behind this whole thing. And if Mm. we notice how this unfolded, once she ascended, once she mm-hmm. had left her body, it's not very long until he's drained the bank accounts and then evicted them from his house because his name is on the house. And you would think that if he really thought she was Mother God and, you know, the Galactics and all that stuff, he wouldn't basically steal the money and get them the F out of his house. So I mm-hmm. do think that that's quite interesting.
2: I mean, to say the least, I mean, there are so many elements of this where I, I, I mean... It really would take somebody with like, like a certain skill set in graph making mm-hmm. to kind of put pinpoints of like their belief system, timelines. Once people were added to the group, how they may have shifted belief systems or timelines. It's, there's so many moving parts to this story that make it so interesting. And again, to your earlier point, there are two women now that I believe they're like carrying on the mission. And then it's just like, then someone else is going to watch them. And then they're going to come to the mm-hmm. compound that they probably have. And, and it's just going to continue. It's sort of like elements of pre-existing mental health mixed with drug addiction divided by the power of social media.
0: Yeah. I think that the first guy she met who was this, the meth Santa dude, I think he put a lot of these ideas in her brain. He did. And then I, I think Archangel Michael... Also fed into it, <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I think that the two of them, I think that that's that's what propelled this idea in her head. Uh-huh. And I think she, yeah, it was a lot of drug use and also just getting high on the supply of having followers, of having people. I like, I looked at the screen and I was like, I'm so tired looking at this. I don't want people sleeping up by my bed. Get out of here.
2: Well, I think also maybe it all began to. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm. I'm not sophisticated enough to know like the terminology for this, but just from interviewing so many people that sometimes when there are survivors, they have to compartmentalize in their own way. And maybe her way was to kind of put herself into this fantasy land and attaching right, herself yeah, right. to people that were famous were a way of her feeling like powerful in a time when she felt powerless. Right. And, and then making her pain, the like drugs worthwhile. just magnify. And then the drugs just magnified it.
0: I mean, I think that that's honestly the reason behind people joining cults, people believing conspiracy theories to begin with, right? It's wanting to escape whatever reality that they're in and they're not doing well in. And whether that's trauma, whether that's just feeling disenfranchised by the capitalist society we live in, whatever it is, it just leaves people really vulnerable to what they see as, as ways out, essentially, and basically mm-hmm. entering their own other realities. Do you guys think that the documentary or somebody in the documentary makes this point and that is that if the final father god jason who i will say is the hottest who is you know seems to age you know and like a fine wine <laughs> oh boy you gotta get out i was of into uh, to jason too <laughs> i know there to was get her off social get
2: her off the apps the
0: ponytail
2: <laughs> i'm
0: happily engaged but jason does it for oh, me thank
2: god okay
0: cool. <laughs> but basically that the document the person in the documentary makes the point that if he hadn't come along she would still be alive do you believe that do you think that he i don't know that he kind of like led her into this chapter of ascension Ascending? santa claus did no jason think, the final one the no the i think santa claus did
2: that did her in he's yeah, the, one the one that first planted one. the seed yeah and i that think she was probably gonna is die? the one that really got her heavily addicted on drugs really yeah. like, sad part is like why is this fool still alive I think it's almost like she got radicalized by him.
0: All right, you guys, a quick announcement. We are running in March a $500 shopping spree giveaway. Very exciting. And to enter, all you have to do is recommend the podcast on your Instagram stories Tag us and include a link for your followers to easily tap and listen to your favorite mm-hmm. episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We ask that you only do this if you would actually share the pod, you know, with your friends on your story. You know, this is this is a giveaway um, of authenticity, if you will. Um, we also ask in that same spirit that you don't mention that it's a giveaway. Exactly. Please share the pod, share it on your stories, get the word out, spread the good word of pop apologists. Make sure to tag us. We'll see it, we'll respond. To that you're entered and then we're going to pick one person at random and they'll win $500 to go to town with. So right. enter this month of March, you guys. Shopping spree giveaway.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, what are you doing? What do you mean? I'm making Just keep it simple. Uh, I'm making the promo. Just keep it simple. Just say, Hey, we're the Brav bros. Two guys that talk about bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're the brav bros. No. Oh, Oh, dude. Stop with the voice. Just keep it simple. I've seen promos on TV, dude. This is how you get the fans engaged. This is how you get listeners. We're trying to get listeners here. If we just say, oh, we're two dudes that talk about Bravo, people are going to get tired of it already. We need some oomph. All right, then fine. Let's try to do it with your voice. Bravo, bros. Good job.
0: Mm. I honestly, okay, here's the one thing I I do think. I I don't know for sure that it was drug use. I think it was the alcoholism. I think it was the alcoholism. And the colloidal mm-hmm. silver and the, and the anorexia. Because Ooh. unless she was doing like meth or something like that. I
2: think she was though. I really? Think she was? She doing was? For, yes, I do. I do. Okay. And then can we add to that too to the fire? My mom's theory that maybe she had syphilis that was untreated. Yeah, um, right, right. I mean, that's um, a lot. To, hey, listen. Hey, that's a lot of stuff to, to to be dealing with. And I mean, we don't even know. Th- those were the things on the autopsy report, right? Colloidal right. silver. Well, it wasn't an autopsy, but that was their theory that it was anorexia, colloidal silver and alcoholism. Alcoholism. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, everyone, you need to go watch this docu-series. It's only three parts and after the first 3 minutes, I promise you will be reeled right in.
2: Yeah, I have to say like the the, the, the it starts off crazy where you're like, "What?" And then it kind of gets slow for a second and then stay committed, and then it, like, fires up again. And I can yeah. assure you, if you're listening to this, you cannot walk away with this not wanting to talk to 14 people. Yes. Yeah. Everybody who watches this goes, yeah, it was kind of like, what is this all about? And now, I, I like, I, I want to sit in a college class and d- dissect it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is really fascinating. Like I said, sadly, I think a lot of it has to do because it was a pretty girl. mm Yeah. Well,
0: everyone, go do definitely to watch it before we let you leave, Kate, while we still have you. I do want to do a quick roundup of just pop culture sure. starting with
2: Golden Bachelor. I really need your thoughts mm-hmm. Golden Bachelor, I think he conned a lot of people, okay, I think that producers may not have known the totality of it, but they certainly were like I think he fit a lot of checked a lot of boxes. he yeah, looks right. like like a 70-year-old stud from the Midwest. He had the right story. And I think he embellished a lot of it. I think that he's not as honest as he made himself. He he portrayed himself as like this, ah oh, shucks, kind of like salt of the earth guy. We now know women have come forward and been like, I was living with him for like two and a half years. Yeah. And, and by the way, like some of the stories about him being a cheap person is totally weird. I think he chose Teresa a lot of it because he always wanted to live in Charleston, South Carolina. And the minute she said, Well, one of my kids lives near there. I'd love to, you know, I I think he was like, bingo.
0: Yeah. I don't have
2: to live in this lake house anymore. She's my Mm -hmm. ticket to success. Sorry. That's my feeling. Yeah. I like all the women, though. I like the women on the show.
0: Honestly, for me, this all seems so mercenary. And the big reason for me is that they're rushing. He's rushing to the altar so he doesn't have to pay for a damn cent of the wedding or the honeymoon. And Mm -hmm. that is scary. So ABC pays for it. That is just for me, like any sensible person, yes, any sensible person would say, let's continue dating for a year. No, but no.
2: He wants, he wants, well, uh, Lauren,
0: because at their age, you never know how much time you've got. <laughs> well,
2: that's that whole song and dance about like, we, we're running out of time. I'm like, oh, give me a break. He, he wants ABC. to. He's the cheapest man alive. I mean, yeah. you know, from K- Carolyn, the woman I yeah. would love to speak to if she ever wants to, you know, make herself uh, and her real name public. that He would say, we're going to go out to dinner uh, ahead of time. I, I need you to give me my, the money now. And it was so that he could pay the bill and look like a hero to the, like the waiter who's probably 17 <laughs> years old and a junior in high school. Like what? The guy is like, what can I get like milk this situation as much as possible? By the way, I saw a picture that she posted or no, he did. And it's, well, I mean, whoever runs his account and it said with Teresa at her favorite restaurant. And it's like a mile from my sister's house. Oh my God! And I, really? I love that restaurant. I was like, "What?" Now I what have boots think? on the ground. I'm my sister. I'm gonna make her drive around town and figure out like where they are and do some like recon work for me.
0: Wait, does your sister live in New Jersey or where are they?
2: My sister lives in New Jersey. Oh, and gosh. Teresa oh. lives in New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. Right. I have the chills. I think she lives in Shrewsbury, if I remember correctly. Teresa, oh. I think she lives. I think when they did the opening package that she lived in Shrewsbury. Anyway, my point is, there's like a nice shopping center in that area. If I can figure out where they live, because, you know, he moved in with her I- immediately. Of course. Uh, I got to have my sister do drive by.
0: I was going to say, that's actually a little bit of a red flag, too, that it's immediately he's moving in with her. He hates that
2: lake house. He built I that agree. and he's like, this, I can't stand I want to live here. That's why yeah. he couldn't wait to do the show. He was like, wait, you're going to fly me to blah, blah, blah. Done. <laughs> I'm getting the hell out of here. Did you see the interview with Katie Couric? Yeah. But by the way, I don't think Katie Couric ever watched that show, but <laughs> it might props to her. That was a great interview. She was a good get.
0: It, it was. And how about when she asked him about, you know, the fact that he was billed as this restaurant tour and he actually turns I love out that. to like, he but, really- but,
2: but she asked it like she's never watched a show before, which I kind of loved because she was like, wait a minute. And like, she's got her glasses on. She's like, yeah. so let me get this straight. <laughs> it was awesome.
0: It was so good. But okay. And then she, she basically says, you know, you haven't really retired. You've been working as a maintenance man. You've been, which is, by the jacuzzis. way, is fine,
2: which is totally a fine job. It's just don't act like you're somebody else. Yeah. You know, right. I should never pretend that I'm a pop singer.
0: I'm right, not. Right. Right. So
2: that's, I think that's the whole issue.
0: Well, and I, I just thought his response when he was like, he, so he said that Word he solid. wasn't doing it for the, for the money. He goes, that's not a job you do for the money. That's a job you do to give back to the community.
2: Just like, right, wait, dude. <laughs> no one. Right. It's the a guy, guy that can't. came home <laughs> to my house to fix the fence and to do the light bulbs, did that because he loves community. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's giving back. Like everything this guy said, that's the problem with, like, once somebody gets notoriety, people yeah, like right. believe people. Oh. Like Mother God in The Golden Bachelor. bachelor. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been totally single. I haven't dated anyone, but there's like a bunch of women standing behind him. Like, no, we totally made out for, you know, three months. And he's like, oh, but because he's on a TV show, people believe it. Also him coming on to a woman, texting
0: her a month after his wife of 42 years died. That to me is Mm -hmm. unforgivable. Unforgivable.
2: I would love to channel the wife that died.
0: Yes. I wonder if Tony is one of the Galactics. Now, <laughs> Tony's She's with in the Robin
2: galactics.
1: Williams.
2: <laughs> She's in the galactic. She's like, Can you believe this guy? <laughs> Wait, Jonathan Mark, that's the next thing I want to do. Channel the ex wife of the bachelor. Yes. That'd be great. <laughs> great idea. Why didn't okay. they add that? They should have done that in one of the segments. Yes. We're going to bring in a medium and we're going to channel Tony and then Golden Bachelor be like, No, 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 no. Oh, no. Let's do something. Let's go play pickleball. I could
0: have really used that exactly over the diner scene, over the pickle scene. Wait, do
2: you think? But the, but the daughters are complicit, right? Or I don't know, like they in this went whole through this whole, the whole thing. Yeah, maybe they were like, "Oh my god, I do not want to get that lake house. I'm sick of it. Can you find somebody else?" And like, <laughs> what? stocks and bonds, inheritance.
0: I just don't think he let his daughters in on the fact that he was a total douchebag and was already dating a month after his wife passed away. That, by the way, I think that he, they didn't that know must anything be about devastating
2: it. Devastating for them.
0: Oh. And Absolutely. a sudden passing away as well. Like it was yeah, not I mean, like long battle, even even that. Wait, but didn't they meet
2: Carolyn? Carolyn lived with them for two and a half years. Like she oh yeah,
0: I'm sure they knew who she was and I'm sure they met her, hmm. but I just think that he, they don't realize how quickly he was on the prowl.
2: This is why I should never be on a show like this. Because, like, let's say my mom—God forbid—like is the Golden bachelorette. It's never going to happen. But if she's dating people and she's telling like stories that make no sense, I would call it out.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, well,
2: <laughs> you know, like, why weren't the daughters like, "Oh, Dad, remember Carolyn who you lived right. with for those two and a half years?" And he's right. like, "Shut up, shut up, like, who? cut it off, like, no,
0: no, no." She couldn't lose the weight before the reunion, you know? Remember when you broke is up with di- her?
2: I don't know what's more appalling. Telling her that she can't go to the high school reunion. By the way, it's like, dude, it's dude. Facebook and, and like TikTok, Instagram world. Like, no one goes to a high school reunion anymore. Yeah, no one. Um, between that and the pay and the and the check of the diner, I don't know It's more appalling. I need your thoughts on sister wives, really quick. Sister wives, I think that. Robin and Cody are equally diabolical. I think that they have, for the sake of wanting to be on the television show so they get enough money to support their hoarding, I think <laughs> that they have led the other women to believe for years and years that, oh, if they if they worked harder and were nicer to Robin, that their marriage to Cody would get a lot better and therefore their children would get more time, they would get more money. I think all those women were working to make money for the family and that Cody and Robin hoarded most of the money. Yeah. And I think that they've been in a monogamous relationship for a long time.
0: Also, have you ever seen people on reality television for multiple decades who
2: have never got seem to have surgery? risen?
0: Or yeah. their lifestyle doesn't seem to have increased at all?
2: No, no, no. Unless the TLC, If I don't know if they're paying them in Skittles. Yeah, it makes no sense <laughs> to me. But I think it's because they probably did one of those deals where like they paid cody they must have mm-hmm. written another contract and then cody did like is like oh i got it like i'm gonna, you, you want him to be in charge of the money like he's disseminating as he sees fit to the other women right it's like 19 kids and counting style well that's like, why i was so yeah. happy variety made her uh, put her on that power list to me mm-hmm. christine brown this year was the most powerful woman in unscripted television.
0: She's incredible. I mean, I could not be incredible. happier. I think I was ha- happier mm-hmm. for her engagement than I was for my own. Like, she's. Mm. Well, that's troubling. I, this, I, it is troubling. <laughs> that and Jason is troubling. But I mean, I just like this guy seems amazing. I love her new tattoo. Like, she's just, she's blossoming and I'm so happy about it. But yeah, that, again,
2: that's like Leaving Nicole, too, the awakening where she must have been like, you know, when you like have a shitty boyfriend and then you like meet a newer mm-hmm. boyfriend and the newer boyfriend and like, like does nice things and you're like oh so this is like how normal people like oh can you imagine what that must have felt like when you're subjected to that nonsense and you're on a tv show and then you meet someone like david who's like yeah i don't Mm want to share you with anybody and by the way we're gonna Mm -hmm. be like intimate and i think you're hot and i don't care if you eat (sighs) nachos like let's like the whole thing's great she's probably like
0: what yeah
2: another added element is like you can see her on the edge of like screaming at Janelle sometimes, like you deserve better than this. Mm-hmm. Because now that she sees that the world lives in color, she's looking at Janelle who still lives in a world of black and white. Yeah, right, right. Where she's like still believing that like polygamy is over. Like she's like, well, yeah, I still kind of w- would be a sister wife. And you're like, no, 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 no. Get your power back.
0: Do you think Mary is sticking around or has barely to torture everybody? Not to tour, but because she wants the show money, the TLC money. And she's playing this whole little song and dance of I still have I think they all places. like
2: the money. Yeah, I think like they all do the all show kind of, because they like the attention. Right. I think that it has been a fin- financially helpful for someone like Mary because she needs the show to move the merchandise, the the leggings. Right. Yeah. If she's the, not on the, the show, yeah, that's why all most people, I think, continue to do reality shows like Housewives because it helps sell the, all the other ancillary stuff. Right.
0: I just will be shocked to see how they can put together an entire new season of this show.
2: At what a fire are they pit. Talk about next. They're going to be exactly. at the fire pit the whole time, <laughs> just like this. Hopefully, last season. COVID still. Yeah. <laughs> and they still always like got sh- COVID they, rules. And they always go to like archival footage of like when they had Thanksgiving <laughs> together 16 years ago. <laughs> You know who they really need to interview? Logan. Logan, who got married and was like, I don't want any kids. And he has seen everything. Oh, he said, I don't want any kids.
0: Interesting. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Well, would you if you helped raise your own siblings?
0: Yeah, probably not. I think that I've heard that a few times from like polygamous interviews. It might have been on one of your interviews with someone from the FLDS. But I think one woman said she was just like, I had been around kids so much. I was completely
2: out. Oh, who was that? Now that I think about it. You know what? A great show if I worked at TLC and they should hire me as a consultant. I would do a show that's Janelle and Christine gone wild-ish where you take them to like New Orleans during the jazz festival or like epic places. I mean, mean, you might need to go to Rio de Janeiro. I don't know. Like you got to go places and expose them to life experiences that they weren't able to because of these archaic rules that he had. He's still so awful he said in the last clip you know she christine has to belittle me to make me seem horrible because david her new husband couldn't accept like she left a good man he cannot accept his own responsibility he has to belittle her he can't say you know what it didn't work out for us but i'm really happy for her he still like wants to have control over her it's so crazy
0: it's really funny to see his like metamorphosis because I remember early days of sister wives thinking this man can do no wrong. He's like, I thought he was like emotionally mature. I thought you he, did. You know, seemed... I did oh, in the boy. beginning. Maybe this was like, maybe this is young me, but I just, I don't know. I feel like he's he really maybe, yeah.
2: morphed into an asshole. Like in oh, a very I just major think way. He, I, I think they're no longer able and willing to protect him. Yeah. 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 If or you look at it. earlier, yeah. earlier seasons and I challenge you to do this if you ever you know, or, uh, have the opportunity to go to older seasons when they were all on the couch together, there are times yeah. where Christine starts to say things and he gives her a look or he'll put his arm around her as if mm. to squeeze her like, Ugh. shut up. Yeah. Ugh. I think she, they protected Scary. him for a long time. You know what I think he does all day? I think he's in one of the cars, probably the, <laughs> the, the, the Corvette or whatever. And I think he just drives in circles. I don't think he actually spends much time <laughs> with anybody if he does, maybe like the little kids that he had with Robin, because they don't ask questions. That's the yeah. problem. Janelle, her kids and Christine's kids, in, in particular, those two, probably Mary's daughter too. They are probably all like, wait a minute, you're going to do what? They, yeah. they call them out on stuff. He doesn't well, want to hear that,
0: and I think also the reason why he spends a lot of time with Robin is Robin doesn't treat him like a piece of meat. Kate, Robin doesn't isn't just right. after his pecs and his six pack of abs like Janelle. I mean, that <sighs> was absurd when he absurd. said that. Like he the really level lives, of delusion, yeah. was insane.
2: I'm gonna be he sick. He lives in a in a parallel universe where he really believes he's like this heartthrob of America. It's really, <laughs> kind of, in, but you know what? He did have four wives. And so maybe he's like still smoking on the, those or living on those fumes Yeah, four women wanted to be with me. What is so diabolical is the way he, he admitted this season at the end. Like, yeah, I was never really in love with all of them. I mean, Robin's really the only one I've ever really loved. So you subject them to this like wack-a-doo system and berate mm-hmm. them and make them believe if they love and treat your new wife that you're actually in love with, with love and respect and attention that, that you'll give them like a minimal amount of attention
0: right do you think that that's true though do you think that that's his revisionist history to make himself feel better since they're all leaving him or do you feel like that's true he never really was in love with any of them until robin
2: i think he's only loved himself so it's hard to say
0: mm, interesting what's your prediction for what's going to happen will he get another wife yes really mm-hmm. wow okay i mean that's the only thing that i will just keep cannot, the show ima-
2: I cannot imagine him living with just robin and being happy and also he loves attention and he loves the show yeah so yeah. he's kind con- of he's like shit because like what do they do for money right
0: no exactly i think god so. knows and i think that you know we always know robin has a dream of sitting on the porch with her sister wives okay and maybe maybe him dating that would honestly be so good to watch him you know having was some interesting new wife too? and per- watching remember, robin deal with that
2: remember in the last part where she's talking about the personality tests like they all had to take personality tests and that Robin's personality was like, she loves drama. I mean, Mm. that was very insightful. I was very happy. They put that part in because then it makes sense. Like the way she like non tears up in certain scenes where she's like dabbing and there's nothing actually coming out. I think that she loves being part of the show because she feeds off of the attention like from the show. I think and, their frustration when you cut with that her, off, she's yeah. going to go insane. Yeah,
0: I, th- I think also that their frustration with her is that she says one thing, like she wants the porch, she wants the sister wives, but she doesn't actually act like it. She doesn't actually, you know, she does things, she probably did things, you know, loving being the favorite wife mm-hmm. that were, uh, you know, a little bit pitting her, the wives against her. They clearly, all of them. A lot of those kids and janelle and christine have big issues with her that's what i want i want the dirt like what robin yeah, has do really too. done
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: like tell us mm-hmm. about the text message you found tell us about the thanksgiving where you caught them having sex like in christine's closet or something like i, I want an know. interview with
2: the uh, robin's ex-husband i need to know what really
0: oh happened. yeah, yeah. That honestly could probably be a, an, an easy get actually i don't know that he's in hiding like carolyn Right. Okay. Right. Kate, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. What is going on in reality life with Kate Casey world? Where should our listeners go first when they're diving? Okay. First
2: thing is you have to sign up for my must watch list, which comes out every Monday. It's going to tell you what to watch each week. If you're not getting that, I don't know what you're doing through your life because I'm (laughs) going to save you the time, the headache. You're not going to scroll through your device, looking for something to watch, I will literally give it to you on a silver plate. So sign up at katecasey.substack.com. So easy. You can listen to my episodes six days a week, Monday through Saturday. You can listen on all platforms and I hope that you subscribe on all those platforms. And I have a Facebook group, Reality Life with Kate Casey. Bonus episodes are on my Patreon, dot com, and really good stuff. Like True crime stories about socialites and the aristocracy. I'm actually giving somebody a free reading this week, tomorrow. Jonathan's going to do it and we're going to put it on my Patreon. So lots of stuff there. And then social media, Instagram is at KKCCA, TikTok, it's KKC, Twitter at KKC. And, um, That's
0: it. Yeah. I'm a KKC Patreoni and I love I love getting an eleven minute quick dispatch from you on a certain show. (laughs) On you know, you'll just be like, Okay, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Here's ten minutes on what I think. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I think that I love Patreon like exclusive episodes a lot. Mm -hmm. I love yours, I love Heather McDonald's. I love like just getting I feel like it's just a little bit more unfiltered. And I don't think I've missed Mm -hmm. like one of your Patreons. So they're so good. Everyone needs to. Yeah, Everyone needs yeah, to yeah. tune in, for sure.
2: Yeah, you know what the, the good Patreons, too, are one with Jody who worked for the FBI? Yeah, Because I think it's so fun to listen good. to her riff about stuff, because she's so all about true crime that I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what do you think about this lunatic? And then we, you know, go into it.
0: Also, the must-watch list, I will say, I also subscribe to that. I read it every week, and there's just a lot of times when I don't know about something. There's so much new content all the time, so it's nice to have yeah. a filter of, like, no, these are the ones to pay attention to. I just saw you had a recent episode on Paris and Love, so this came to me. Oh, that's why. Do you a lot, think yeah. Carter does he, is
2: he does he give you the ick? The thing I that does ick me is I don't like the way he always talks to her.
0: It's okay. It,
2: it it's very uh, paternal. Yeah, like right. I'm so proud of you. I'm just mm. so proud of you. I can't imagine a partner talking to someone that way. I have a very soft spot in my heart for Paris Hilton. I really admire and respect the way that she is an outspoken advocate for women who have ADHD. I have a child with ADHD and there are so few people that talk about ADHD and mm-hmm. particularly women.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that once you understand the ADHD brain, a lot of the way that she is will make a lot of sense to people. Oh, interesting, Okay. And I think that compounded with her being so open about being an assault survivor Mm-hmm. Once you think about it in those broad, you know, strokes, I think her view and the way she is, and then also being raised in a family where they're public, and then also she's public, and then she's encircled by people that kind of do things for her. I think you look at it in a completely different way.
0: Yeah, I think Paris Hilton is amazing, and it's the she's built a really cool life for herself beyond her family and. So I agree with you. I just, I did find her husband, I'm in, only in the first couple episodes, but he just seems to be so formulaic with the way he lays it on so thick with her. And he's just so obsessed with getting to the altar. There's just something, honestly, there's something Gary the Golden Bachelor about him. Right. Something formulaic yeah. and not believable mm-hmm. in the way he talks.
2: But, you know, I think, I think it says a lot about her that women probably gay men too, collectively are so want the best for her that we're all having that reaction. Yeah, that reaction yeah. is one of protection. Yeah. Right. 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 Because yeah. if we didn't care about her. But like, oh, yeah, who cares about the husband? Right. We're right, all sure. so protective of her right. that we all are kind of like, wait a minute. Like, I don't like the way she he does that. Uh, that says to me so much of how there is something about her that makes us all have a soft spot for her. Yeah, the yeah for, her. for sure. I think a lot of us feel that way about certain housewives, certain mm-hmm. reality stars, because I think that they allow themselves to be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. when they, you do so, people can't help but feel connected yeah. to you. Yeah. When yeah, somebody's yeah. sort of like, I'm the shit and I get like, you can't break me yeah. down that we don't feel that way but the the people that have appeared in shows and documentaries that are who are vulnerable i think we all collectively like want the best for them right
0: kate thank you so much for coming on this has been such a fun thank conversation. you yeah thank you everyone go listen to reality life with kate casey and we'll be back next week bye bye